Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. From KMOX Sports. Okay, boys, here we go. Welcome to the Great Bar Sports Open Line. Those bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Great Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Here we go. Now, Matt Pauley on America's Sports Voice. KMOX. All right, man, let's get going here. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Let's go. Underway an hour later than normal when we do have a program. We kind of roll our Cardinals coverage right into a Gray Bar Sports Open Line here on KMOX. If you'd like to join us, you can do so by calling or texting 314-436-7900. We will extend uh, some of the phone calls, text, and tweets that we were getting in the X-Turning show into a Sports Open Line. So hang tight if you're on hold. We'll get to you in just a second. Daniel Esteve from Fox 2 and Channel 11. He's going to join us in about 15, 20 minutes or so. And uh, we've got a few other things that we want to talk to, but talk about before we are done at 8 o'clock today. But the uh, top story is the Cardinals win. They've now won three straight games. They beat Washington today by an 8-6 score as they're able to fight back from a 5-0 deficit that they had uh, through two innings and uh, come back. That included a four-run fifth inning where the Cardinals go back-to-back with Brendan Donovan and Paul Goldschmidt hitting home runs. Donovan, a three-run shot to tie it, and then Goldschmidt, the solo shot to give the Cardinals the lead, a lead that they would not relinquish the rest of the way. Again, if you want to join us, you can do so, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can tweet into the program. Tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Let's get our first phone call of the program. Chris has called it. Hey, Chris, you're on Sports Open Line. Hey guys, how are you? Doing all right. Yeah. Um, so I, I was uh, raised with a single mother, and I just have one brother. And this just goes back to the history of when Andy Van Slyke and David Green bust through the crowd after a game and didn't sign for a, you know, a, a, a magic marker. And I, I watch 130 out of 162 games a year, and. You know, I, I noticed how Matt Carpenter, you know, it, it didn't bounce his knees up and down no more. And like like Muhammad Ali, and you know, it, it, he, he's not even that guy no more. And it, it's sad. He makes a bunch of outs. What, for home runs? They don't happen all the time. And this team right now that we have, I don't know why, you know, Turner Ward's a good hitting coach. And, you know, I don't know why nobody in the dugout – we just don't hit singles. We can't hit station to station. There's nobody on our team, you know, that is like Tony Gwynn. And it was uh, Casey Stengel who said it. And he 
coached both New York teams, and he said hitting is contagious. And that's what the Cardinals need to get back into this race. Hey, Chris, let me ask, what what player in Major League Baseball do you think is like Tony Gwynn? I I always used to think it was Derek Jeter and Yadier Molina, but they're not, you know, playing no more. You know, and Rod Carew. Yeah, you no know, current player like and Yadi. I, I would, I would, uh, I would strongly disagree. You look at bat. You know, when you think about Tony Gwynn, you think about a guy who could flirt with four hundred and do those sort of things. Luis Arise with the Marlins. He's hitting about three eighty right now. Maybe he's the closest thing that exists, but like that, that doesn't exist. I, I understand what you're saying. I understand why you're reckoning back to uh, yesteryear of baseball, but to be as respectful as possible towards you, you're also talking about things that just don't exist in today's game. Well, all I'm asking is for, you know, nine guys in the however many, what, 18 lineups we had, I'm asking out of the nine guys, you know, for five of them, their jobs now are just to go up and get a base hit. And as far as Yachty, he would hit it to, we all know, not left field, but he'd always hit it to either right field or up the middle, and he'd do what he wanted to do, just like Rod Carew would do the same thing. You know, guys that got on base, you know, Pete Rose, Tony Gwynn, uh, those guys you knew were going to do damage. They were going to, in a series, be on where it counts, on the bases. Because if a guy is on first and another hit, that guy is on third. And if a guy is on second and another hit, that guy is scores home plate. Chris, I, I don't think you're accounting for how pitching has changed. We're at a point right now in this game where it is one of the most now I think that with the rule changes to to your to your credit and to your point, with the rules changes and the fact that you can't shift as much anymore, there is more of an opportunity to string hits together than there has been in recent years. When when the shift was allowed, that really knocked down because teams could completely chart out where a hitter was likely to hit it and get in the way. But I I don't think you're watching today's baseball in a way that you completely realize that the idea of stringing hits together and being a team that consistently strings hits together, that just doesn't happen in today's baseball, not just for the Cardinals, but for any team in baseball. Because now it's like a game show out there. Now the, the girls like the home run. Okay. Now it, it, it's gotten crazy. It's like a game show. It's entertainment. But to play now with pizza boxes the size of bases, we should be stealing bases. And instead of somebody being on second and third with a fly ball and maybe one guy scoring, go with second and third and hit the single and both guys scoring. That can happen. These guys are not high school. They don't play at Lafayette or Fox High School. Okay. I just I look I, I hear the passion I love it Chris I, I and I understand that I think one of the biggest problems baseball has is the game was more aesthetically pleasing uh, in the in the seventies in the eighties in the nineties than it is now so people like you. Uh, look at the fact that it was more aesthetically pleasing and you try to take the way the game was played previously and try to apply it to today's game. And with all due respect, it, it just doesn't work that way. 
it was just a whole lot more exciting. Yeah, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. The The game was more exciting, but you just you can't play that way anymore. Pitching isn't going to allow it. You're, you're sitting here making it sound like it'd be really easy to string hits together and just get a bunch of guys who are going to hit base hit after base hit after base hit after base hit. That, it's not. Pitching isn't going to allow that. Pitching in today's baseball is too good. There's too many strikeout pitchers out there. The strikeouts are partially up because, yeah, guys are trying to hit home runs, but the the bigger reason that strikeouts are up is because pitchers are better. Okay, I got a question for you. Okay. It, it was just Todd Worrell back then. And and how come it's everybody now that can throw 100 miles an hour? And Jimmy ball game, as well as Whitey said, it's the outer part of the ball. I got two foul balls, but they know it. They, they Jimmy knows the baseball. It's harder. And one, I could kind of just barely, you know, press my fingers, thumb and squish it. But why... Tell me, tell me about the baseball. Well, I mean, there's a lot to get into. The, the baseball's changed a lot over over the late, recent years, and uh, it was it's been juiced, it's been deadened. I mean, I don't I don't know where it's at exactly at this moment. I can't speak to it, but the ball has changed, and people have collected balls and taken them into scientific labs, and and you can prove that the ball has changed from one year to the next. Major League Baseball took over the manufacturing of, of the baseball a few years ago. It it changed after that. I think we're getting into a little bit of we into the weeds on this one, but yeah, the baseball is different than it than it was before. Right? Yeah, most people don't know. You know, it used to be a Spalding baseball, and now it's a Rawlings baseball. But as far as like you said, winding or juicing it, you know, winding it up tighter. That just no. That's that, that defaults the game, if you ask me. I mean, uh, Chris, Todd, Todd I, I appreciate the phone. I appreciate the phone call and, and appreciate your your perspective. I I do think you speak for a lot of people out there. I guarantee you, there's a lot of people listening to this show right now saying, "I'm wrong. Chris is right," and I just I, I think, without being disrespectful to people's opinions, I think there needs to be a realization that you just can't play baseball the same way anymore. I, I appreciate Chris's call. I'll be honest with you. I get frustrated when people call up and they just want to talk about players of the past and how if they were playing in this time or why can't you have a player like this or why can't you? I, 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 I always talk about wanting to have conversations that are based in reality. And based in reality is based on players who are playing the game right now and bringing up whoever you want to bring up from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, I, that's that's not really consequential to the conversation that we're having right now because who they were and the way the game was played then is just different. I'm not trying to dismiss any of their accolades. I'm not trying. You put Stan Musial in Major League Baseball today, he's still hitting. You put Bob Gibson in baseball today. He's still pitching. Like I'm not. I'm not dismissing who these guys are and saying that they would not be successful in today's baseball. But I am saying the game is different, and um, and sometimes I think it's hard for people to accept the fact that the game is different. Daniel Esteve from Fox Two and Channel Eleven joins us next. It's a Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is America's Sports Voice. KMOX. A great bar sports open line rolls on here on KMOX. Coming out of Cardinals baseball tonight, the Cardinals get the win over the Nationals 8-6. They've won three in a row. It's a winning streak for the Cardinals right now. We're going to go to the Quiver River Electric guest line. Very happy to uh, welcome in my friend. He is a uh, reporter and anchor for Fox 2 and Channel Channel 11. He is Daniel Esteve. You follow him on Twitter at Daniel J. Esteve. Hi, Daniel. How are you? How's it going, man? good the Cardinals have won three in a row so life is good here at uh, at KMOX it's always better when the Cardinals are winning it is always better and you know you can look at the ways they're winning that certainly helps maybe a little come from behind action makes you a little more happy but at the end of the day as long as it's a W you'll take it anyway wanted to get your thoughts on something you uh you did a bit of a commentary the other day about David Freeze's decision to uh, not accept the honor of going into the Cardinals Hall of Fame. And and as I've been thinking about it, I have respected his decision, but there's also been part of me that has kind of felt bad. It's, I almost feel like he doesn't realize just how big those couple moments that kind of prompted his fans to vote for him. And, and I thought you probably said it better better than I did. It's a it's it's a respect his decision sort of thing, but at the same time, it's acknowledging just what he does mean to the Cardinals. Absolutely, and and yeah, one hundred percent. You know, it's his life. You have to respect his decision, and because of how much Cardinal Nation cares for him, they will respect his decision. But to the same degree, you have to respect the fans' decision to want him in the Hall of Fame as well. There's a reason they want him there, and and that just depends on what the fans see as a red jacket-worthy player. And that was kind of the basis of what I was talking about, is you can have a legend, and I can get that David Freeze would see you know, an Ozzie Smith and some of these Cardinal greats and say, you know what, I don't feel like I belong among them. Those are legends. But they build statues for legends. If a hero and a heroic moment is worthy of that red jacket and the fans deem that so, then David Freeze has to, or doesn't have to, doesn't have to, but certainly can understand why people would think that he belongs in the Cardinals Hall of Fame. This team has won three in a row. Their, their record is still not good. They're still 
one of the worst teams in the NL, according to their record. They're the last place team in a really bad division. But every time they get a little bit of traction, every time something good happens, you start to do the thing of, okay, is this the moment that they find a way to truly turn things around and start to uh, climb back up that ladder that is the, the NL Central? Do you do you have a feeling about where they're at right now and whether these wins could be the start of something? That's always tricky because we've seen them go on little runs here and there, um, but we've also seen the losing streaks, three losing streaks this season of five or more already. That's that's difficult to swallow. But I like that you said one of the worst teams according to their record because the fact of the matter is if everybody starts at 0-0 records again and you look at the NL Central and the rosters that these teams have put together, you'd be hard-pressed not to take the Cardinals roster every step of the way given the talent they have. Maybe you could talk about adding a couple more pieces, but compared to the NL Central, it's hard to go against the talent that the Cardinals have, and they put it on display in their last three games. So who's to say they can't continue to do that moving forward? And, you know, just eight and a half games back yesterday, maybe that changes after today. You're looking at a very much alive and well playoff hunt for the Cardinals, and they have the talent to make the run. What do they have to do over the next five to six weeks leading to the trade deadline to put themselves in a position where you think John Mosellock and company will legitimately try to add at the deadline? I think last year's a pretty good example. When you, when you saw Montgomery and Quintana come in, they just offered some solidity into the rotation. And you could also find some in the bullpen as well. Um, but I think the interesting thing is you've seen kind of these mishaps all across the board, there are days where we can't hit. There are days where you can't pitch. There are days where you can't close out games. There hasn't really been that one thing that's hurt them. So I go back to Jack Nicholas and what he used to say on the golf course. He said that any good golfer, the best thing that they have is they know their miss. They know what they do wrong. If they can sure up two of the three things, sure them up 100% and just maybe miss every now and again one direction, They'll be in good shape. So there are definitely places you can bolster across the lineup. But if you pick one, which in my opinion, like last year, you maybe go at the rotation or you go in the bullpen, if you can sure up that and maybe leave a rough hitting day or two to the win, then that's fine. You take that miss on those bad days. One of those things this year has been the close and late situations for the bullpen, and now all of a sudden we're seeing Jordan Hicks being given an opportunity in the ninth inning. He's pitched three straight days. He's locked down the save in three straight days. I don't know if any of us really saw this one coming, but it feels like when you when you look at a bullpen, you kind of build it from the ninth inning back, and they haven't been able to do that much this year. It's just three days, but Jordan Hicks has looked pretty darn good. So, so good. And yeah, you may have not expected it, but you sure hoped for this for a long time. We even had last year where we were playing around with the idea of him being a starter. Well, him being a closer with a 104-mile-an-hour fastball, that's, I mean, that's the sweet spot, especially when you can close the games out like we had the comfortability with Ryan Helsley last year. Now, the injury has thrown that to the wind, at least in the in the short term, but Jordan Hicks has been stepping up, and again, you may not have expected it, but you certainly hope for it, and he certainly has the talent for it, and now he's getting that opportunity. He's showing what he can do, so 
you just ride the positives at this point. And right now you're riding a three-game win streak with Jordan Hicks being a solid part of that. There's no reason to do anything different. The last three pitches he throws today go 103.2, 104.3, and 103.7. And he's doing that pitching on a third straight day and traveling in and playing a day game today. So there's even less time. I, I, I don't know everything about the human body, but I don't know how you do that. I mean, you definitely do it with a little bit of flexibility and uh, plenty of adrenaline. And I think that ninth inning definitely jazzes him up a little bit because, yeah, he should be fatigued throwing that often. But we've seen, again, him last year go in a couple of innings, seeing what he could do. He definitely has it. He's young as well. But there's something about coming in in the ninth inning with the game on the line when this guy just gets ready to go. And he's shown that in the past couple of days. And, uh, and you certainly hope that he can hold on to that moving forward. All right, let's uh, jump over to City SC for just a moment. We got some bad news today from Bradley Carnell. Klaus Leuvenich is going to be out for at least the next month or so. Uh, this is it. The depth of this roster is being tested, and they've had some good moments, but they've also had some not so good moments. You want to see the the most important you know thing is to see those guys healthy and available when the postseason gets underway but it's such a long season you can't just sit on it like you want these guys back sooner than later absolutely but i don't know if you've ever seen those extreme sport guys that skydive and fall into nets instead of parachutes that crazy net that they fall into that's the safety net that st louis city sc has for them right now not only because they're sitting first in the west but also because those expectations at the beginning of the season, you cannot forget about them. So right now you're looking at a solidly playoff contending team at the top of the Western Conference. Even if they go on to lose, they will still be a playoff contending team. But the injury still hurts. And I think for me personally, Edu Leuven is the key. Not only is he the engine, but he is the key to bring that backline defense up to the front And that's why when we talk about Klaus not being in the lineup, we talk about us not finishing chances. But with Edu Leuven out of the lineup, you don't create chances. And that's far more important than not being able to finish when you have guys like Alm, Giochini, Stroud that can eventually finish chances on their day, right? So Edu Leuven being out, certainly a big miss. But on the plus side, given that safety net you have, it could be exciting to see the Miggy Perez's of the world, the Schneiders of the world, come in and see what they're made of. And certainly getting Jabulo Bloom back is, is going to be huge. These last two, uh, they have a draw against the L.A. Galaxy, and L.A.'s not very good. They led most of that match. They had some great opportunities that they couldn't convert, and they end up uh, tying that one. And then uh, a great opportunity against Nashville this past weekend, and they didn't put their best effort on the on the field. It's uh, Everybody always tells me, well, that's just the way MLS soccer is. Anybody can beat anybody on any given week. But at the same time, it feels like there's been some, some opportunities here in the last Last few weeks that they've not been able to come up with certainly opportunities I, I really think that you you have to put Nashville out of your mind and I, and I think I'll refer to Bradley Carnell's interview for this is they were in the game till the 70th minute and they were in the game without Klaus without Bloom and without Leuven I mean those guys are rocks for your team I mean you're talking about all your DPs out and those special internationals that you brought in all being out. And they were in the game till Kyle Hebert had the unfortunate second yellow, right? So that was great. LA galaxy hurts a little bit because you should have been up 2-0. but even then what, what beats you a moment of magic from Douglas Costa one you know, a former international star and somebody who will go down in a lot of people's minds is, you know, one of the better players that we've seen. 
it's it's it happens, and that's the beauty of soccer. But again, you're still in such a great position if you're St. Louis City SC that you can't get too bent up about it. I always hear soccer people say it's one of these cliches that uh, a soccer player has a certain amount of minutes on their legs per week, and now they're going into a week where they're going to play Wednesday, Saturday. They haven't done a lot of this. They did it a little bit uh, when they had uh, when they had the uh, Open Cup matchup earlier, uh, a couple times earlier this year. But how challenging mm-hmm. is it uh, when you uh, need to play twice in the week and you? I'm sure there's going to be an effort to maybe conserve something on Wednesday, but you can't conserve too much because you don't want to lose that one and then you know follow that up with a loss. It just seems like a challenge. Yeah, and that's certainly a challenge, mainly for the coaching staff, I think, because it's all about managing the players. The players are going to be ready to play regardless. Sure, their bodies may hurt, but as far as being ready to go, it's, it's easy for those guys to get amped up for the game. But from a managerial standpoint, a coaching standpoint, it's all about managing and, and switching up that, that schedule, that routine that you get into. And I think, at least me personally, you've got to prioritize Wednesday. That home matchup against Salt Lake is a tough one. If you look at their record, their past four games – they're 3-0-1 on the road. And if you remember, St. Louis City SC is 3-0-1 in their last four at home. So it's very identical matchup. Both teams pretty solid. And again, you've got to manage the fact that your engine in the midfield isn't going to be there again. Um, so from the coaching staff, they have the biggest challenge this week. I have full faith that they'll be able to manage, but I do expect them to really throw out a competitive group on Wednesday. He's Daniel Steve. You see him on Fox 2. You see him on Channel 11. Are you working today? Are you on it all tonight? Nope. Today was an off day. So today is a Saturday for me. Um, you caught me uh, leaving the golf course and I just picked up my dog. We're at the dog park now. So we're taking in uh, as much sunshine as we possibly can. And then we're going to play some basketball later tonight. Where did you play and how did you, you play today? Oh, goodness. Brutal, Matt. Um, so I played out at Innsbruck. Um, first time out there, made the drive. Beautiful course. Um, had a great time. Played with my buddy Mike. Didn't play well, though, and I made the mistake. Maybe this goes back to our city conversation. I think I overprepared. I went to the range twice this week, was feeling really great, and then went out there and just completely forgot everything I worked on. So there's a note for for St. Louis City SC not to overprepare and maybe just go out there and play. And uh, we're going to clear our mind for sure tonight when we go play some basketball. You got the legs for basketball for tonight? You know, I, you know, like I said, it's it's all about the coaching staff to manage time. I don't have a coach, so I'm just going to go out there and play and, and let the adrenaline take me. So I need something to get my mind off that round of golf. So I got the Cardinals to amp me up, too, so, so we're good. You're a uh, gentleman and scholar for joining us on an off day of yours. Thank you for the time, and we'll see you real soon. Come on, man. Any excuse to chat with you, I'm going to take. Awesome. Thanks, Daniel. See ya. Daniel Esteve, Fox 2, Channel 11. Golfer extraordinaire, basketball player extraordinaire, joining us here on the program. We'll take a break. I've had a ton of uh, text reaction to what we've been talking about with the Cardinals, so we're going to dive back into that coming up in uh, just a moment or so. If you want to chime in, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. That's how you call and text. You can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. This is a Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Back at it on a post-Cardinals edition of a Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley, 
314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can also tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Got a text message saying, while it's true the Cardinals are only eight and a half games back, it's much more difficult climbing over four teams than it is over one. The Reds are playing very well. That's that's a true statement. I, I can't argue with that statement, but I would say that statement is a lot more true when you get into August and September. It's June, what's the date? June 19th. To me, when you get... If it's if it's August or September and you're four back, but you're behind three separate teams or four separate teams, maybe it's the wild card standings, you're four games back, but there's a bunch of teams between you and that wild card spot. At that point in the year, the number of teams that you need to jump over is more important than the number of games back because you need to win and you need all those teams to lose. And there's a pretty good chance that some of those teams might be playing against each other. So it's going to be impossible for some of those teams to lose. I would argue that on June 19th, we're not to that point yet, especially in this division, which is bad. Now I'll give a lot of credit to the Cincinnati Reds and it, it took me a little while to come around on the Reds. I did, um, I did an interview. I think it was in uh, it was in Champaign, Illinois, on a, on the ESPN affiliate out there. And somebody asked me about the Reds, and I was completely dismissive of them. Uh, they're not even worth talking about. Yada yada yada. And they had just started to kind of make their run. This was maybe two weeks ago or so. And I hadn't I hadn't caught on to the Reds quite yet. To be perfectly honest with you, I hadn't bought in to who they were. I knew they had young, talented guys coming up, but just I've never really thought much of that organization. I don't think they prioritize winning, like all those things, and that probably clouded my thoughts about them. And then, like three days later, I'm thinking to myself, man, I, I should have given more credit to the Reds and who they are and what they are. I don't think they're going to be there when all is said and done. Uh, I think they're a really talented team, but I think they're a really young team. And we see it year after year after year. You're a young team that hasn't accomplished a whole lot. That 162-game schedule, it gets pretty tough there at the end. The grind of 162. That That is, there is just something about that. And that I, I think at some point the Reds are going to hit a wall. Maybe I'm wrong. If I'm wrong on it, I will readily admit I'm wrong. Right now, the Reds are impressive. Right now, the fact that they have all these young players playing at a relatively high level, and and they're fun to watch. They're really fun to watch. Uh, They're tied, by the way, with the Rockies 3-3 in the sixth inning. They jumped out to a lead in that game, but it's now now tied. I kind of feel the same way about the Pirates. I like these teams. You lose as much as the Reds and Pirates have lost. At some point in time, you're going to have a a pretty solid class of young prospects coming up, and that's what those teams have. I don't think either of them are playoff team. I don't know who from the division is, is a playoff team at this point. I don't believe in anybody, really. I still believe in the Cardinals more than any other team, but it's hard to believe in a team that's eight and a half games back with a record of 29 and 43. You know, Daniel Esteve said it earlier. If you were able to just press the reset button, then all of a sudden everybody was back to zero. 
I would have no problem taking the Cardinals again with their roster to win this division. I have never wavered off the fact that I do think they are the most talented team in the division. And But I at the same time, I don't know if they've got it in them to, to climb eight and a half games back out. It's going to take a lot of work. And you do have to jump over every single team. So I, I get why the texter makes the point about all the teams. Look... They're just not very good teams, and they're going to lose their fair share of games. This is not a this is not a timed out situation where you're in September and you need all the same teams. Yeah, the the Pirates can go into a two week funk, and you can pick up three four games on them, and then the Reds can go into a funk, and you can pick up some games. You've got that time, so that's why that's why I would kind of push back on uh, right now. Now, if if it is sept- if it's late August, if it's September, and all of a sudden the the division is just completely bunched up, and all of a sudden the Cardinals are three and a half, four games back, but they're still in last place in the division, which th- that's that's not out of the realm of possibility. When you look at the standings right now, the Cubs are the fourth place team, and they're four games out. So if all of a sudden the Cardinals kind of pull to where the Cubs are at, and everything else stays the same, then we start talking more about how many teams you have to jump over. I just think it's a little early for that conversation. Fred in Columbia talking about uh, Jordan Hicks says, I've been a proponent of using Jordan Hicks as the closer and using him three days in a row like Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and others do. St. Louis has not done that with a closer since 2017. I was talking about this uh, earlier today uh, with uh, with Amy and, and, and John Hancock was in for Ronj today, and we were talking about bullpen usage. And I'm not always a conventional bullpen guy. In fact, I have I hate to bring up the Brewers too often, but I, I, I worked and I covered that team for, for six years, and there were times where they did some unique things. Before Josh Hader was a one-inning guy, they would use him sometimes to get the final six, seven outs of a game, and but he would then be not available, and then they would run a conventional bullpen the other days when when they went in, they had guys like Corey Knable and, and Jeremy Jeffress and guys like that who were available kind of on the non-hater days. So I'm not, and I liked it. It worked. It, it, there was something. There was a, you had a weapon there that that made some sense. So I'm not always conventional bullpen guy, but 90 percent of the time, 95 percent of the time, I am. I like teams that have a ninth inning guy, an eighth inning guy, a seventh inning guy, and you generally know who you're going to go to if it's a close and late situation going in the final three innings. And if you've got those leads, you've got some lockdown guys in those final three innings who know exactly what their role is. I like Jordan Hicks right now in this spot. We'll see what happens moving forward. Hicks was really bad at the beginning of the season. He was, I'm... If you're listening to me right now, you probably listen to me a fair amount. You know that I am the person who's always talking about small sample size, and I'm always the one who's saying just give it a little bit more time. Like that's just that's my thoughts on really all things in sports. I'm the give it some time guy, and a lot of times you give it time and then you're out of time. I get that. I'm not always right. I'm not always right on that. But even me being the give it time. I was starting to, with, with Jordan Hicks, I was starting to say, is he going to get it together? Is, is this, and remember he was demoted from high leverage spots. His ERA was double digits into mid-April. 
It was above seven in early May. I mean, it was just, it was not good. And then all of a sudden, he has turned it on. Let me let me run his numbers real quick because, uh, let's see, since April 26th. So this is when... Um, this is when he's been really good. So from April 26th on, ah, I'm having issues here. From April 26th on, Jordan Hicks has a 2.38 ERA. Um, and he has 36 strikeouts in 22 and two-thirds innings. Like it's it's really good. He has given up seven runs. In 20 games, over 22 and two-thirds innings, only six of those runs are are earned. So what he's been doing recently has been really, really spectacular. And, I mean, if we play with the numbers, you can always kind of spin numbers to make things look even better. Over his last 19 games, his ERA is sitting at uh, 2.57. If you do it from May 8th on, his uh, ERA is sitting at 1.47. His last 16 games, 18 and a third innings, three runs, nine hits, 27 strikeouts, and only seven walks. So we can we can play around with the numbers just to show how good he's been. I'm very comfortable with him in the ninth inning spot. If even if all goes well with Ryan Helsley and he's back. Um, I don't put him back in the ninth inning spot. I, I let Hicks have that job, and whether I'm using Helsley in the eighth or in the seventh or if I'm using him more as a multi-inning guy so he's not falling in to those final three, like whatever. Right now, the Jordan Hicks thing is working, and it's working well, and you ride it as long as you possibly can. All right, one more break. We'll come back, and we'll wrap up this edition of a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. My name is Matt Pauley on KMOX. Starting to wrap up this edition of a Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. We've been doing uh, pretty much all Cardinals, kind of ex- almost extending the Cardinals uh, post-game show. Appreciate uh, all the interaction throughout the uh, program tonight. By the way, just an update on what's going on. Uh, it is potentially going to be a good night for the Cardinals all the way around beyond just them winning. Uh, the Reds were out to a lead against the Colorado Rockies, but the Rockies, they have come all the way back and they now lead Cincinnati by a 4-3 score. Still lots of baseball left to be played there, middle of the sixth inning. Uh, the Cubs and Pirates are matched up against each other. So, one of those teams has to win, but one of them has to lose as well. Cubs up 3 nothing. so either way, uh, you're picking up some ground on one of those teams. And then maybe uh, the most encouraging news of the night, uh, the first-place team in the division, the Brewers. It has not been a good start for Corbin Burns. The Diamondbacks have a 6 nothing lead in the top of the third inning. Corbin Burns has given up six runs on five hits, with uh, one strikeout and one walk. And the Diamondbacks have Merrill Kelly on the mound, and he's been fantastic this year with a sub-3 ERA. So, uh, you know, top of the third inning, lots of baseball left to be played. We saw what happened today, but that does uh, look uh, pretty good in terms of the Cardinals picking up a game on the Brewers as well today. I'm probably going to spend some more time on the – we've got a lot of shows this week. So tomorrow night, uh, Cardinals play a 6 o'clock game. 
But then we've got another 3 o'clock game on Wednesday, so we'll have some sports open line, and then we'll have a full uh, two-hour edition of the show coming up on Thursday and Friday, and I want to spend more than three minutes on this. But I I wanted to bring it up just, just very quickly. Over the weekend, West Virginia basketball coach Bob Huggins lost his job after a DUI, and he has had a really, really bad month and a half. He went on the radio in Cincinnati and just used horrible, horrible language, homophobic terms, words you just should not be saying ever. And he was lucky he didn't get fired for that. And then the details surrounding his DUI over the weekend were startling. Three times the legal limit, blood alcohol content, a car filled with empty beer cans, um, not knowing where he was at, basically. I, I got like 20 seconds left in the show. We'll spend more time on this later on this week, uh, but it was really a sad situation to see a Hall of Fame coach have his career come to an end in uh, in that kind of way. And Yeah, again, a lot more to say on that coming up uh, later on. But for mo- tomorrow, we'll talk to you with Cardinals Baseball. Our coverage starts just after 5 o'clock here on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.